0: Welcome to CHAMP We Are United podcast, the podcast which takes you back to the heyday of British comics, all the way back to sometimes the 1950s comes into the conversation, but the 60s, 70s, 80s, the 90s, right up to the present day. And the last episode, if you were listening into that one, was a focus on war comics And we were delighted to have as our guest, James Bacon, who was very knowledgeable on the subject and had a really good chat about British titles such as Commando, Victor, Warlord and Battle, Picture Weekly. And it was mentioned at the start of that episode that it was going to be our season number two, episode one, but we since... Decided to, to drop the season two part and just going kind to of carry on with the episode. So this is now episode number 14, quite incredibly. And in the studio with me tonight, I'm delighted to have uh, my regular partner. Uh, we're going together like uh, St. Greavesy, I think. That might be it after his impressions last week. <laughs> Whether that was Alan Brazil or Ian St. John, I'm not quite sure. But welcome, Greavesy. Ah, <laughs> also known <laughs> as Go.
1: Good evening. Good evening. Hello there, Rab. Nice to, nice to be speaking to you again.
0: And you, and you. Yeah, I had a, a very short interlude last Wednesday, as you see, I was delighted uh, that Simo was on having a, a good chat last week about the Euros and the playoffs and, and many other topics as well. It was, it was fantastic. Um, as I say, so I think yeah, let's go for Saint and Grievesy.
1: I think I think that fits us quite well, doesn't it? Well, you know, you, you, you know, ah, 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 in Greavesy, Ah, ah. <laughs> <I see. laughs> That's what you used to do. I mean, obviously you're the Saint and I'm Greavesy, because you're, you're you're Scottish, obviously.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I've just been putting this accent on for the last few weeks. You never know.
1: Ah, I see. I
2: see. Duh, right.
0: I see. <laughs> but. Yeah, so the running order tonight is going to be, first up from Gull. he's going to talk to us a bit about uh, Roy of the Rovers Monthly, one of the areas of of Roy of the Rovers, the franchise, which we haven't really touched on yet. We've, We've mentioned Roy of the Rovers a good few times, but not the monthly, so that's going to come up just in a minute, and then we'll have another update on the playoffs, and we'll hear how Torquay got on at the weekend. Uh, I'm sure Gull's going to give us quite a tale about that. And also the Euros, uh, buying up to date. And yeah, we're going to have to mention the result for Scotland last night, of course. And also England's next opponents. So that's going to be coming up. And then we're going to be chatting a bit about our own collections again and, and what we've picked up recently and getting into some different comic areas. So go. Over to you on Roy of the Rovers Monthly.
1: Cheers, Rob. Of course, comic fans will know that the original weekly run of Roy of the Rovers ended with the rather shocking uh, helicopter crash of the uh, Roy race. We didn't know whether he'd survived or not. The comic ended, The even the cover was a black cover with just a picture of Roy back in his early days. Um, quite traumatic to see that at the end of a comic seeing your hero basically possibly dying it's uh yeah. you're still talking about a kids and teenage comic you know it's a bit like the Bazran terror attack that mm-hmm. that's always stayed with me as has the helicopter crash but a couple of months later roy the rovers resurfaced resurfaced as a monthly mm-hmm. uh, which was a lovely surprise um The cover artwork had a uh, drawing of a rocky race uh, and the headline Alive and Kicking New Art, New Story and New Race. Quite cleverly done because the casual viewer would go, oh, oh Roy's back then is he? Uh, (laughs) But of course this was his son. Um, It starts with uh, the old artwork uh, kind of from uh, the the original uh, run, the ending. I'll explain more about that in a second. It'll make sense. But it starts with a Rocky visiting his dad who's in the coma, uh, survived the crash, which is obviously great news.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, visiting his dad every day, talking to him about what's been going on with the Rovers. And uh, Blackie Gray had been made caretaker manager. Uh, they'd blown their European Cup final chances um, and, uh, yeah, it wasn't success at that point at all. Um, interestingly, uh, they're, uh, in, in a strip of red and yellow stripes being sponsored by TSB. Mm. There are other banks available. <laughs> um, interesting, you know, that continues the whole sponsorship thing that they had through the years. Yeah. I think they had, uh, I can't even remember who they had, uh, but, well, yeah, we might come back to that at some point. Goa um,
2: and
0: Nike.
1: Nike. And McDonald's
0: I'm McDonald's.
1: Oh, my word. Well, that yeah. works with the colours of the shirt, though, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Um So it, that, that's interesting. Um, and then uh, he's talking to him, telling him about what's been going on. And uh, uh, Rocky was explaining that... It was the end of an era because a number of players had now gone. Matt Croker, Mozzie Mostyn, Cracker Gray, uh, mm. Terry Spring, they'd all moved on. And then Roy, who's in a coma, goes, their mistake. He's coming round from his coma, which is wonderful. Um, and the final scene of that section is Roy saying, Roy of the Rovers isn't through yet. Yes. Uh, it, cu- it cuts to the doctor talking to Penny about his health. And, of course, you've got to understand, for Roy doesn't know or understand he's lost his foot at this point, mm. which is touched upon um, shortly. Um, Rocky uh, is playing for the youth side and doing really, really well and uh, scoring a goal. I've got the issue in front of me, of course. Um and it, this is where it gets a bit complicated in the artwork. Uh, so, um, unfortunately, Rocky lets slip, or rather Roy grabs his son's arm to say that, you know, what, you know, what's wrong? There is something, isn't there? And Rocky tells him that he's lost his foot. Mm-hmm. And there's a black and white uh, frame of basically Roy not collapsing out of the bed, but his head out over the bed and, you know, he can't, he can't take it. He can't Mm -hmm. believe what's happened. And then it goes on to different artwork. I guess trying to reminisce the original artwork in the early days, uh, 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 like of the red jersey and the yellow arms. And it's showing Roy's, uh, basically his early days. So he's Mm -hmm. obviously thinking about what he used to do and, his rocket, and, uh, you know, and that lasts a good couple of pages. Um, But then uh, that continues, and he seems to this. So this is a sort of like dream segment, if you're still following me,
2: Mm -hmm. because
1: the the next frame, he's uh, wearing like the 70 strip with the yellow uh, stripe down one side, and he's got long hair now. Then the next frame is him walking towards a helicopter, the the helicopter that he's supposed to have had the accident in, but in like the 1980s strip with Mm. the yellow stripe across the front. Um, He's climbing into the helicopter. Um, He's obviously daydreaming, because there are a thousand balls outside of the window of the helicopter, just in case he thought this is, you know, real. and. You know, we, uh, we see a replay of the helicopter crash. We don't see the crash, but he knows that he's going down and then it cuts to present day, again with similar artwork. So that's the sort of way they've transitioned from the original style artwork that we had in the late issues to the artwork that was the flashback and now they're using the same artwork on present day. So uh, for those that have got issue one of the monthly, you'll know what I mean. And if you want to comment and get in touch about what you thought about that transition, I'd love to hear what you you think about it. Um, Basically, again, he's reminiscing about when he was a schoolboy with Penny now in the present day, uh, kicking the ball out in the garden and then being picked up um, and... uh, being picked up to play for the squad uh, by Ben. It, there's a section where it says, I'll send him along to the ground on Monday, then Ben. I assume that that's Ben Galloway. Yeah. Um, uh, it looked like him. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's quite a lot of reminiscing. Hmm. Then then again, I, I suppose it's an introduction in like a 10-page uh, series of the complete history of Roy, really. Yes. It flashes back to, you know, how brilliant um, Mervyn Wallace was and uh, when Roy played for England, mm-hmm. uh, when Roy lifted the FA Cup. But the other interesting thing is when he's talking to Penny, I believe this is the first time that they, they show the retcon of the three Roy races where... Okay the original 1950s, 1960s Roy, I mean, it's ridiculous to think that he played for 60, 70 years,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know? So the retcon is that the original Roy was our Roy's father, Mm -hmm. and the Roy that we followed, you know, in the the 70s and 80s, perhaps, is our Roy. Yeah. And Rocky is the third generation Roy, Mm -hmm. of course. Um, so yeah, because he's had his foot amputated, he's just basically reminiscing on what was and what cannot be anymore. And then the penultimate, uh, frame is, um, basically I'll just read the final two frames. Uh, Roy saying, but at least that's, you know, that's all over now. My foot's gone. Who'd have credited it? Uh, Roy race's famous left foot left foot amputated and then Rocky says dad it's not over nothing's all over it's all going to start again and playing on Saturday they've even given me the number nine squad number so you know there there's the beginning of Rocky as
2: yeah.
1: as uh, you know the the number nine and the final page of that section is um, Interestingly, it says, you know, they've said I'm ready, number nine, Roy Race. And it's a full-page single uh, drawing of, well, I believe it's it's the 1950s Roy,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, because it has the 1950s strip. Um, but I'd like to know what people think about that, because it looks like Rocky as well. Yeah. So I can't, I can't really understand why they'd have uh, like the, it, what seems to be the 1950 strip, although I don't have issue two, so they might have been playing in that strip. I'd love to hear what the listeners think. Um, I'll quickly go through the rest of it because it's a very, very different comic. Mm. Uh, you have um, Look Out for Lefty, which uh, ran in this issue for uh, six, seven, eight pages, and that came from Action Comic. So all of the stories from Their weekly series have gone. Then you've got some sort of funnies in the centre pages, um, questions and answers. Um, You've got more of a lookout for lefty. There really is not, you know, no real strips in there at all, uh, apart from the reprint and, of course, the Roy of the Rovers. Um, Near the back, there's classic Roy of the Rovers. So they're filling the pages with, uh, you know, some of the... uh, Original stuff, uh-huh. uh, and the, this seems to be from the 1980s. In fact, it's uh, saying goodbye to Ollie Olsen. So, you can, if you know, fans can remember that period of time, that, that's what this reprint is. Um, so, basically, you've just got the, the Roy of the Rovers new strip, um, the, uh, the reprint of Lookout for Lefty, and uh, the reprint of the old Rover story. And then some bizarre thing at the end which seems to be a one-off in colour called uh, tales from the dugout presents by gary and, and warren police called bovril at the bridge no idea and it seems to be like a political statement uh, in 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 comic form in drawn form of the state of football and plastic pitches and it just doesn't seem to fit at all and that was a one-off because there's nothing that says, the last frame says, so have things changed over the years? Oh, yes, and they're going to get much worse before they get better. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't fit into, you know, the comic. And that's it, really. So there's some letters at the end, all of which are saying, you know, you've got our full support, uh, you know, why is it finished, the the weekly one, and uh, Yeah. Mm. Uh, At the bottom of of the final page, it says next month, uh, Rovers make an exciting new signing, which was uh, Delroy, uh, Mm. I think that's Mm. how you say his surname, Uh, Delroy of the Rovers, that was, Uh, he was sort of like, I don't know, trying trying to fit in with the youth uh, with that. Um, And that's it, really. That's the monthly. It didn't run for too long. Um, Worth collecting, of course. But, um, yeah, very interesting. And that's the monthly for you.
0: Yeah, I, there are around to 19 issues. of I, I have all of them, apart from issue 16, okay, which I have never come across. Um, if anyone out there can help me with that, I'd be much, be much appreciated. That would complete the entire set. It, yeah, it does go on. In in later issues, to obviously follow Rocky's career, yeah, as you suggest. Um, Delroy as well really comes into his own as as a key member of the side, a key player. He goes on to play for Nigeria in the World Cup as well, which is a a really good storyline. And that becomes quite gritty at one stage where there's a real kickback against racism in the game, right? Yeah. We're talking mid, early mid 1990s here, 93, 94 sort of time. So it shows you, you know, plus of change, Um, sadly, with that. But yeah, I think that the magazine does cover the issue of racism and tackling racism in football really well uh, at different stages. It also contains its issue number, just reminding myself of this, I think it's issue number seven. On the front, it has Rocky scoring a goal Yeah. Uh, in the drawing and probably my favourite male Chester away kit, I have to say. It's all white with the red and yellow uh, horizontal bands across the chest and a red collar. Very, very smart-looking kit that they're playing in at that stage. Uh, but, yeah, I, th- I thought that the monthly... As you said it, at the start, there it, it follows on from a very dramatic storyline of the helicopter crash, and then opens no less with with Roy losing his left foot and ending up uh, in a wheelchair, um, yeah. as well from that moving to Italy. Yes, as, cool. as a, a manager, uh, um, AS Monza. Yeah, yeah, AS yeah, Monza, and yeah, but I mean, I th- I, th- I thought the monthly held up really well. Um, it was a good, a ad- really good addition to the whole. Franchise really of of really the Rovers, um. So yeah, if if anyone there has any memories of it, do let us know on Twitter. And... I mean,
1: I mean, I do agree with you. Sorry to interrupt, Matt. It, it, it's a great addition to the canon, mm. uh. It, albeit slightly retconned. Um. I just think it was a, a quite a, a, a culture shock for me mm. at least that all of the strips had gone. You know. Yeah. It, just to have, you know, modern rovers, uh, um, a reprint of old rovers and a reprint of a story that's not going to be ongoing, I, I believe, I might have been wrong, uh, from from action, and I missed the old stories.
0: Yeah, there's, there's no question about that. It was sad to see the old stories go. I think it was aimed at a particular audience or market yeah. there.
1: Yeah, uh, I think, I think it, sort of like 12 to 16.
0: I think so, yeah. It was slightly older, and I would describe the artwork as being very, of a very '90s style, in its in its format as well. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. It sort of reminded me of of of, ma- uh, of 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 the Match magazine. Uh, yeah. The way the way uh, the Match of the Day magazine. I mean, mm. the way that that is now that's gone younger. If you remember the uh, original yeah. Match of the Day release magazine releases. And the 90s, um, so. Yeah. Yeah. N- mm. Now it's that's aimed at probably. Again, eleven to fifteen-year-olds mm. kind of reminds me of that. Yeah,
0: I think so. I think so. But yeah, I, 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 undoubtedly a, a worthwhile edition. And do let us know um, your, own, your own thoughts or memories of the Royal the Rovers monthly. So moving on to the second segment of the evening, and if we kick off with the very recent playoffs go.
1: Yeah. Um, what can I say? So Turkey played uh, Hartley Paul United um, in the playoff final uh, on Sunday. Should have been at Wembley Stadium, but uh, because of the Euros, of course, it was at Bristol City's Ashton Gate, which was yeah. too far to go. Um, yeah, so uh, it was live on BT Sport. I, some of you may have seen it uh, in the UK, um, and uh, unfortunately. Uh, there were a couple of what I would call not very good refereeing decisions, and Torquay actually had two goals disallowed, hmm. um, and one of one of them I still can't work out what was wrong with it. To be quite honest, in the um, first half, yeah, uh, the, the yeah, one was in the first half. I think one was in the second half. I think right. or maybe the, it's a bit of a blur now. <laughs> yeah. um, unfortunately, Paul took the lead, and it stayed that way until. Uh, 90 minutes. Then the ref gave six minutes of injury time Hmm. and uh, believe it or not, I mean, you could not make this up. In the 95th minute, uh, our goalkeeper came up for an attack Mm -hmm. um, and nothing came of it, but he stayed up for the following attack and a long ball came into the area. He ran in and our goalkeeper scored with one minute of injury time to go to take it to extra time. Hmm. And at that point, I thought, well, this is our day. Is yeah, it? I
2: think so.
1: Yeah. yeah. But unfortunately, extra time, there were no more goals hmm. and it went to a penalty shootout. Uh, amazingly, I mean, again, you would have thought that this was his day. Our keeper, Lucas Kovalan, saved the first two, but, but, um, Hart, uh, um, Unfortunately, we didn't convert our two. So the first four penalties mm. were not converted, uh, mm. and then it went to sudden death. And unfortunately, Matt Bewes uh, had his penalty pushed onto the crossbar, and Hartlepool have gone into the Football League, which is yeah. a shame. I know you guys have been following it, the listeners, but mm. uh, oh well. High What's drama. On?
0: High drama indeed and uh, a big disappointment obviously to come so close and especially as you suggest the goalkeeper coming up uh, with a goal in the very 96th minute you really do imagine it must be your day and you've got momentum yeah going into I'm sure going into extra time at that point
1: even the uh, commentator was like as it went in I can't believe what I'm seeing
0: I can't oh yeah yeah. It's, yeah it's incredible um it unbelievable and already eight players have moved on, is that right?
1: Yeah, I believe uh, that it's eight, including Lucas. Good luck to him in the future. Mm. But he signed for um, Football League Club Port Vale, which is brilliant for him. Okay. You know, it's a, it's a rise up the Football League py- pyramid. Mm. No disrespect to the players that have gone. Uh, one or two of them, you know, are good players for us. Uh, and some are, you know, fringe players, mm. Um who need to be replaced. I understand that the chairman's already said that money is available to replace. I think it was a freeing up wages act, you know, okay. to getting, getting rid of, of, of the eight. Um, and the most astonishing thing for me is that of course the football league is finished and FA cup's gone and all mm-hmm. of that. But this playoff final took place on June the 20th. Would you believe as we record the podcast on Wednesday, our pre-season friendly start in two weeks and six days. Yeah. Believe that—that that is Seriously. just unbelievable.
0: Yeah, I think it really shows you the effects of COVID hit season yeah. uh, we've just had over the last twelve months or so. And yeah, to have a, a crucial, such a crucial match, obviously, as late in the day as that uh, is astonishing. When, yeah. when the new season starts immediately, almost, so yeah I
1: mean, yeah, and the hope
0: will be, we'll be, we'll be, be for Torky, obviously, to win the league next year
1: I, I think it's our last chance, really uh, and I'll explain myself there, we were talking about this before weren't we
2: mm-hmm.
1: Um the fact that Gary Johnson, the successful manager, has signed a new contract the chairman has uh, come out and said, and he doesn't come out and speak very often right. has come out and said, you know you know, a defeat isn't the end. This is, you know, the plan is still there. The plan to get in the football league is still there and he's put money into to the pot to replace players. But if it doesn't happen in this next season, depending on how long Gary Johnson's contract is for, I can't re- I remember whether it's two or one years. I can imagine it's just one. Mm. So he's got the option. Um, um, I probably think he would move on after that. Yeah, so I think yeah. it's this season or this coming season or bust. And I can't... They, the players probably will have a week off and that's it because they've got to be pre-season training, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Very quick
0: turnaround. Yeah. So, yeah, well, as we say, hopes for Torquay to secure the championship next, next time around. And moving on to the Euros, have you been watching... Many full matches over the um, last few days?
1: A, a few, yes. Uh, mm. Spain uh, hit Slovakia for five yeah. early on, didn't they? And yeah. there were five goals in the other game I, uh, when I last uh, saw... Yeah, Sweden. Sweden, yeah. Sweden and it's Poland. Sweden Poland. have topped the group, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have. And Spain finished second and now they play Croatia.
0: Yeah. Yeah, which is uh, should be a good game, I think. Yeah. Um, Clearly, last night at, at Hamden, you know, i I would have to I would have to admit, I felt the Croatia match for Scotland was was arguably the toughest of of the yeah. three games, and I would base that on Croatia getting to a World Cup final, you know, just a couple of years ago with Absolutely. essentially the same group of players who who now brought it to the Euros. I know they're they're that year or two older. But when you look at Luka Modric last night at the age of 35, ran the game completely yeah. from, from the first minute, scored an absolutely wonderful goal in the second half, and he is simply a world-class player. And you can look, you can, you know, you see the technical ability of the Croatian side, the, their comfort on the ball, the way they move the ball, the way they all want the ball. Uh, I think they're a fantastic team. I think it was a huge ask for Scotland to get a result last night. <laughs> Therefore, I, I don't think it was a huge surprise to, to lose the match. Um, there was a sense that our big chance was against the Czech Republic in yeah. the first game, especially at Hamden, and I really felt we had to win that one. Um, you know, when, when you're playing England at Wembley, of course, it's a special game for both sides, and you know both teams are going to be up for it. And... As a result, there's always a chance of that ending in a draw, as of course happened last Friday. Because um, they
1: cancel each other out, really.
0: I think so. I think so. I think you know what? Both both sides had chances on Friday night at Wembley. I, I thought it, you know if People say you can get a good nil 0 draw. I thought I thought it was a good match. Um, it was a very British style match, as you would expect in a lot of ways. But yeah, I, I, you know when you come up. And I think I think this perhaps applies to all three home nations. I think Wales as well would come in there. When you, you go up against a very technically gifted side, it's difficult. You know, whether, whether that's Croatia, Spain, Italy, have looked formidable, I think, so far. And, and their matches having won all three. Um, the French, when they click, are technically superb. You know, um, and even, you know, Belgium, of course, you know, it goes without yeah. saying a lot of talent there. And Denmark, absolutely outstanding the other night.
1: They were, weren't they? Absolutely fantastic. So,
0: you know, just, we're just reeling off a whole host of very, very strong looking teams that are still in there. Um,
1: Including Wales, are there?
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I think Wales have done outstandingly well to, to come through that group. It was a very tough group. Great performance against uh, Turkey. And I thought they played really well against Italy as well. Yeah. But they were unlucky to lose that. Uh, I know the Italians had a lot of chances, but yeah, they hung in there and they, they did their job. So yeah, um, uh, Holland and our team have been quite impressed by so far.
1: So hard to pick a winner of, of the tournament, I think, at this stage. Well, we are recording this at about quarter past 10 on a Wednesday, hmm. and I think you can reveal, uh, can you, who England, if you don't mind, will we be playing in the next round? Because I am very interested.
0: Yeah, well, I'm sure it's, it, you know, our, our listeners will certainly know this by now. It will be England against Germany oh, okay. at Wembley. Okay. Um, following a, a very a kind of shock result, I think, for the Germans tonight, drawing 2-2 with Hungary, having been a 1-0 down and then 2-1 down in Munich, um, coming back to 2-2. So, yeah. Yeah. It's
1: So, at one point, it was going to be England-Hungary.
0: It was. It, it, I think it, at one stage of, of both matches, it, it could have been any one of the four teams from that group. At one stage, it was France, um, who I think you probably want to have and then it was Portugal, and it comes out the Germans. But, but it's at Wembley, so you never know. Thanks,
2: exactly. uh, I,
1: I know uh, it's worth saying, of course, like you just sort of mentioned, that the listeners would know this by now when they do get to listen. Um, I know that we talk about things like Torquay's playoffs uh, that a listener might be listening to six months down the line. But I think you'll agree uh, that our podcast is not just covering comics. It's about our forum, and that includes the likes of how our teams are doing. And, uh, you know, it's much, much, our link, our our tagline on our forum is more than just a forum Mm. because we've had nearly 11 years of friendship, and this has culminated in the podcast. So for anyone that listens to this out of sync, yeah, that, this is what the podcast is about, and we really do enjoy bringing it to you. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And it, it's good. You know, we're, we're in the middle of a tournament, and obviously, as you were talking a bit about last week, we have our own prediction league on the go, which is currently, I think, as of today, anywhere tonight, it was very close. Um, So some good predictions come, come in, coming in there. Definitely, but...
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: if I was to push Rob you for a Braver. go on, sorry.
0: No, if I was to push you for a tournament winner at this stage, who would you go for?
1: Um, oh, you're pushing me now, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, I think Italy. Mm. I mean that their first game, and I mentioned this last week. Their first game was just uh, beautiful to watch. Yes, yeah. so flowing. Um, yeah. I think Italy probably.
0: I would. I would agree. I would go for Italy as well. I think the run that they're, they're now something like what twenty nine games unbeaten. Yeah. Uh, they, they haven't conceded a goal yet, of course. Until all beaten out of England.
1: And ah, that's true. Yeah. Um. But it hurts, doesn't it, Rab? It hurts to say that, doesn't it?
0: No, no, at all. <laughs> I, I, I. think no. You know, I not at all. Um. We'll we'll see. As I say, I, th- I think England have got every chance to beat Germany at Wembley next week. But I think, as far as the, you know, as I say, I reeled off several teams there earlier on. I, I think they're all very strong, and and I yeah. would expect the likes of Belgium, France, Italy, Holland, Spain, Denmark. I think you're saying to me the semi finalists are going to come from there.
2: Yeah, and
0: definitely. and I think. The Italians of that group at the moment probably look strongest.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Be interesting to uh, revisit that prediction at the time.
2: Uh, Absolutely.
1: We shall see. Mm. Uh, But yeah, uh, there's two days off now from the Euros. uh, So as I said, we're on the Wednesday, Mm -hmm. Thursday and Friday off, and then the round of 16 starts. And that's for me when it gets interesting, where it's, you know, you're going out.
0: Yeah, it's a straight knockout okay match. And I, I know, I know Simon was talking last week about some of the World Cup groups and, and some of the Euro groups, you know, and in, in the, the sense that there are always weaker sides in there, sides that are perhaps just, just you know, glad to be, be in the tournament. But <laughs> I, I, I think there's a lot less of that at, at the Euros. To be honest, I, I, you know, I think most most teams in, in, in the groups of four are there on merit. I, I don't know if there, there are outstandingly weak teams, if, if you like, whereas at the World Cup, yeah, you know, I can remember back to, I think it was World Cup 82, and Hungary, 80. Hungary beat, was it El Salvador, 10-1? Yeah. You know, that says it all, I think, of strength of, <laughs> of I don't sides.
1: think they've seen the have they?
0: No. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And um, yeah, so you would get real mismatches, I think, in some World Cups. But I, I don't, I don't feel you get that. I know. I mean, I know as you said, Spain have won five 0 today. But but I think that's quite unusual.
1: But uh, so the amount of teams in the Euros is. Uh, 24, isn't it? Mm, yeah. And that's getting it down to 16 in a round of 16, of course. Yeah, um, There was talk about the uh, World Cup amount going up from 32 to 48. Nah. Firstly, I don't think that they decided to go with that. I might be wrong, yeah. but I think that's too much. Yeah. You,
2: oh, definitely. You,
1: yeah. You, you, you get exactly what you just said there. You'll get, you know, teams that, sh- with respect, you know, Shouldn't yeah. be there,
0: no, you End up with Argentina playing the Maldives or something like that. So,
1: look, it'll end up with Germany playing Torquay United the way it's going,
0: quite, quite possibly. Yeah, in the World Cup, look out for that one. But, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, yeah, the, I, I think you're right. The tournament really hots up next week. Um, there's no question the last 16, there's some cracking games in there. I think keep your eye on Spain, Croatia, definitely. That's the thing uh, for me. Is it port? I, I think Belgium. Belgium may be playing uh, Portugal. I think that's that's a, that's a, a cracking that's tie a as crack well. Team. So yeah, yeah. I mean, real real good games coming up. And of course yeah. Germany. And Wales. <laughs> and Wales. Yeah, yeah. I think I think possibly playing Denmark. Um yes. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. And um, we'll see how that plans out. But moving on to our third third and final section, really, of of the night. The time does really just fly in. Um, And really just thinking about our own comic collections. Again, I know the two of us did discuss this on a previous podcast. But really just thinking about anything in particular that you're on the lookout for at the moment or you've picked up recently.
1: Well, I mean, I haven't had too much recently. Um, And you say about on the lookout for uh, just... uh, a reminder to our listeners that might join the forum which Rab will give the the address for later we do have a section where you can post what you're looking for mm. and uh, we've got a great bunch of members who do their best to help out and uh, that's a really good part of our forum but uh, yesterday I got uh, volume 15 of the Striker complete collection oh,
2: okay um
1: although I've not got 12, 13, and 14 yet.
2: Right.
1: Um, You know, finances and all of those things. Um, And I've not really added anything new uh, to my collection, Uh, maybe one or two Doctor Who comics that Mm -hmm. I've added, some eight Doctor... I collect the eight Doctor comics, uh, which I've mentioned before. Um, There's an interesting... uh, uh, um, amount of strips that have never been released in a collected format and that was the uh, Radio Times 8 Doctor Strips okay. which predate the, the comics that came out
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, y- you could only obviously get them in Radio Times uh, and a- a- each week and um, that ran for about 56 issues I believe or 56 strips rather mm-hmm. um, but yeah I wish that they would release that because otherwise you have to get all of the individual radio times and that's quite difficult.
0: Yes, indeed. What about yourself, anything new? Yeah, one or, one or two bits and pieces. Um, one, one or two things that I'm on the lookout for, first of all, would be CHAMP issue number seven, which is the only one I don't have For from CHAMP. Okay. And as I mentioned earlier, Roy Verobers Monthly, issue number 16. Would complete that set. Um, a really interesting one I was I was offered recently, and I, I jumped at the chance of this because I thought, you know what? Quite interesting, and I think we share a mutual interest in this one. Is Marvel produced a UK version of The Incredible Hulk, which came out in 1979. And obviously the Hulk, the Hulk had been big, uh, no pun intended, on the, the American market prior to that for Marvel but this is the first UK version of the Hulk comic and I managed to pick up um, most of those recently from a collection so was, I was actually really happy with that, I'm just starting to go through them. Um, another thing I picked up, one of my interests is in Star Trek crossover the Star Trek crossover comics. Um, I love the the crossover with Doctor. I recently picked up uh, Star Trek versus Planet of the Apes. Which is I've seen
1: really that one. Yeah. Really
0: interesting crossover as well. Yeah, so that that was good. Um, well, but then, Doctor
1: Who. Doctor Who is in the Marvel universe as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know that.
0: No, I don't the, know. T- uh, I know of it. I
1: don't know too much about it. I don't know too much either, but uh, it's, uh, there's, uh, a, a, yeah, it's in the official comic Marvel universe. Um, it was uh, just interestingly, while I remember as well, I do have in my collection what was uh, classed on the cover uh, uh, what is uh, Dr. Who? Hughes- first american appearance Mm -hmm. uh, on the american comic uh tom baker comic um and yeah as it says it's the first appearance of doctor who in in american comics although there is a a side issue to that of course you know me um so that's an interesting Doctor Who anom- anomaly um, and very, very collectible. Uh, I don't have the Peter Cushing ones. Apparently, they're very, very rare and expensive to get. Okay. But I do have that first American uh, appearance, and that that's quite a nice one in my collection. What would you say is your pride of place uh, comic? There's a the question. Hmm.
0: Yeah, that that is. I, I don't think it would come down
1: to value. Um, not, not, not in the sense of value, but the one yeah, that means most to you.
0: I I think probably the two Norwegian, bizarrely Norwegian versions of the We Are United story. Yeah, which I picked up a couple of years ago, and you know we've talked a wee bit about this one before, but to see. The Riverton story drawn in colour, of course, was absolutely fantastic. And even although it was a it was a reprint in the Norwegian language of, of the story we, we know well, we had never seen it in colour because it had always been in black and white. So to have got access to two volumes of that published in Norway through. Using Google Translate to communicate with the guy in Norway who was selling them, and they took an absolute age to get here. <clears throat> and in fact, I had to go and get Norwegian Krona to send to him, <laughs> him as well because he wouldn't, you couldn't make a bank transfer or use PayPal or whatever. So I would say those two volumes definitely for just the unique uniqueness of them you know.
1: Lovely, yeah, that's a really nice, a nice one, to, nice couple to have in the collection, very
0: yeah. much so. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think, yeah, having, you know, I'm, I'm really pleased to have a complete run of Striker, um, both the, the comics which were produced in the, the early part of the 2000s, and then the more recent ones as well. So it's good, yeah. it's good to have the full set of those, definitely.
1: Yeah, I've got the full set of the recent ones and uh, most of the original run as as well.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: and, of course, all of the volumes apart from 12, 13 and 14. And uh, 16 comes out in August.
0: Is that is that moving on to the nuts phase now?
1: I believe so, because hmm. uh, reading the narrative at the front from Pete Nash, hmm. the, the last paragraph is about that next time he'll be talking about when he suddenly got basically sacked from the sun, um, which we've spoken about, I think uh, we we maybe spoke about it when we talked to Pete in uh, one of our earlier episodes, which I can highly recommend. Um, So I believe that the next (laughs) one will be moving on to Nuts, which I haven't read.
0: No. No, me neither. So I really look, I've been looking, kind of waiting for those volumes to come out and looking forward to them. And yeah, you know, you mentioned there Pete Nash who, who we both absolutely loved um, getting the chance to to talk to. He was an absolutely brilliant guest. Of course, what what seems like an age ago now, and I think it's, I it's time we had him back on. <laughs> um, and I know he was, he said he was, you know, he was happy to, to come back on, so that would be Absolutely superb. Do you know what?
1: Um, Nate, I know we're uh, talking about it within the, the episode now. Uh, doing a bit of uh, housekeeping here, perhaps we can uh, ask him to consider coming on uh, around the time of the volume sixteen release. Yeah, and maybe talk about the nuts period. Mm. Yeah, that would be good because, that, as you said, it was something behind covered um,
0: in the first chat with him, and also neither of us. Familiar with that period of striker, so yeah, why yeah. not? Indeed, yeah.
1: And he so, was—he he said he was happy to come on again, which was great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, it was. Yeah, it was. It was a great night, obviously, for for both of us um to get a chance to speak. Oh, to him. So, uh, it was. Yeah, very much so. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully more to come. With you know, we're always in the lookout for anything unusual. As as you said earlier, we're happy to help out. Um, anyone who has any particular things they're looking for in, in the world of football comics in particular um, and we're we happy to cover them as
1: well definitely and uh, we, we're happy to receive your feedback of course and uh, Rab will give the uh, details as he always does
0: yeah absolutely so the website is just as we move we move to a conclusion I think tonight as well um, but the website being www.champweareunited.proboards.com and the Twitter site is at champ underscore R and you can find us both um, on obviously the forum. Do and, join uh, us there.
1: Just before uh, we wind things up, just to clarify for the listeners, is that R for Romeo? Or A-R-E. A-R-E. A R E. A R E.
2: Lovely. Alpha work,
0: huh? Alpha Romeo Echo. <laughs> on that one, yeah. So do do as as go said. We we love the feedback that comes through on the Twitter site. And some really really good conversations on there. And um, yeah, I'll need to ask a few more questions because I I'd always enjoy reading those out um the listeners have sent in as well. So we do hope you enjoyed the the departure really for us, I think, on Monday night this week with the War Comics win, which we, we both enjoyed. Um we are always keen to, to talk British comics. As you know, we were we were chatting away about Scream and the 13th floor previously and having now dipped our toe into the water of war comics um, what Something that I do really enjoy, I must admit. Um, But sort of back to football tonight, of course, with the Royal of the Rovers Monthly. And back to football next week again. And we hope that both Ridders and Simo will be back with us, I think, as as far as we know they will be. And we do know that Simo is going to tell us quite a bit about Jimmy Grant and the goals of Jimmy Grant, if you remember that one. And, of course, as always, we have Ridders' reviews of the ongoing um reviews of the picture story monthly. So in the meantime, from your very own, yeah, I've got to put a laugh in there as well. Satan Greavesy. And
1: uh, 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 nice Greasy.
0: I will have a Greavesy impression very and ready to go for next week as
1: well. You <laughs> know what you know, hang on, you know what I'm like, I did an impression of you on last week's
2: podcast. Oh I know, I know. It's uh, actually,
0: uh, yes, I'll try, I'll I'll try. It's a funny old game, say it's a funny old game. See so you have got a greasy, so I need to do a greasy for next week. I'll need to fix that. Because okay. <laughs> it usually just fetches to cop me, I have to say. That's my that's my sort of English accent. Uh <laughs> you you're sure push, shut But <laughs> so we don't want to work on that. So good luck to England. Um in their next Euro match against Germany. They're old fours next week. Um, and good luck to Wales as well I was just coming on to Wales absolutely good luck to Wales I'm half
1: well to remember
0: Uh, well I did say in a previous podcast as well I was very saddened that Northern Ireland couldn't have made it along, my wife is Northern Irish and um, you know we're over there quite a bit as a result and I was delighted to see them at the last Euros I think it was a shame that we didn't have the full set of, of all four home nations this time around. So, as I say, good luck to England. Um,
2: I, I think, think it'll be worth man.
1: mentioning briefly next time. I, I, I was going to mention it earlier, but there's conversation about whether the home internationals should come back. Uh, we can talk about that next time.
0: I think so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a conversation in itself. And I know that last Friday night's match at Wembley and, and the special nature of that, has um, prompted that conversation again, should we say? So, absolutely, yeah. yeah, happy to talk about that one. I believe, in fact, mentioning them there that Northern Ireland are still the reigning British champions because they won the last ever one in 1984. 84,
1: yeah, wow. So, defending a long would- time ago,
0: yeah, Northern Ireland would go in as the defending champions um, in the whole international. So, there you are. So, on that. On that note, um, looking forward to much more Euro action um, to come. Uh, of course, we'll be chatting about that as ever next week with an update. So it's good night from me.
1: And it's uh, good night from me. Good night.